You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. What a good morning already. I feel, oh, I've got 15 minutes to preach. All right, let's, let's go. All right, so we've been in this series of um, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we, that's where we have gotten to. And um, so today we're doing, give us this day our daily bread. And then of course, I'll just finish reading it just so that we're all on the same page. And then it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So give us this day our daily bread. It's talking about provision, being provided for. God wants to provide for us. He wants to be our provider. It is not wrong for us to pray for provision. It's not wrong to pray for. In fact, God wants us. That's why Jesus said when the disciples came and they said, Jesus, how do we pray? He said, you will pray in this manner. Not meaning this is just the prayer you say and go on. Meaning there is, there is a, there's a way that you pray. There's an outline to your prayer. There's deeper meaning to just that scripture. That there is an, this is the order in which you pray. This is the way you pray. One of God's actual names is Jehovah Jireh. That's his name. Jehovah Jireh, and Jehovah Jireh means God, our provider, or God who provides. In Genesis 22, verse 13, it says, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its thorns. So remembering this story goes from Abraham has waited forever for a son, Isaac. Isaac is born Abraham is ecstatic. He's an old man. He's waited a long time. And he has Isaac. And they're kicking it together. And God shows up and says, I want you to sacrifice your son. And Abraham takes him up to the mountain, thinking like, God is going to provide a ram for me. <laughs> and he's waiting. He lays, he lays Isaac out on the altar. And this is where we kick in, where Abraham lifts his eyes up. Just before he's about to sacrifice his son, he lifts his eyes up. And look, there was a ram caught in a thicket. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. Uh, Other versions say he called the place Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. That's his name. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be be provided. It shall be provided. The Lord will provide for me. It didn't change. His name has not changed. He didn't change his name. He didn't change his way of doing things. He is the Lord who provides. Okay. It is not wrong for us to pray for provision. Provision for a house, provision for a car, provision for food, provision for needs, to pay bills. It's not wrong for us to do that. And I, and I know some of us will sit here like, yeah, I know that. Okay, 
but sometimes I think that there are times where we think, oh, I feel bad about this, or maybe I should suffer a little. No, God, he, he wants to provide for your needs. That's who he is. He wants to take care of your needs. Remember, at the beginning of this um, series, we talked about who do you go to pray to? Your father. That's who we're praying to, my father. And, and then we've read scripture where it says, the father knows what you have need of. And if, and if a natural earthly father gives good gifts to his kids, how much more will the father who's in heaven, who sees you, give good gifts to you? It's his heart. It's who he is. It's his name. He is provider. So you can ask him to provide for your natural things. So it says, give us this day our daily bread. Exodus 16 verse 4 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them, whether they will walk in the law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. So the Israelites are in the wilderness and God says, I'm going to provide for them. I'm going to provide food for them and I'm going to do it daily. Okay. So this is referring back to what we're looking at in Matthew 6 where he says, I give us this day our daily bread. It's the same thing. He says, I'm going to provide for them food daily. So because he wanted the Israelites to depend on them daily, to depend on him daily. But what's interesting is the Israelites didn't want to depend on him daily. So they would go out and they would grab the manna is what it was called. They would grab the food and some of them would take more than they were supposed to. He had said, this is the quota. This is how much you take. It's enough for the day. The next morning you wake up, I'm going to be more food on the ground, exactly what you need. And then you'll gather that. But some of them were like, oh, I'm not really into trusting for my next day. I don't know. And so they would take more than they were supposed to take. But what would happen is it would rot. It would go bad. The extra wouldn't last till the next day. It would go bad. Because God wanted to provide for them daily. He wanted them to trust them daily. And, and I'm sure that they were kind of like us, where it's like, ugh, but what if you don't provide for me tomorrow? Has anyone ever been in that position? We're like, God's provided for me yesterday. He provided me for today. But what if he doesn't provide for me tomorrow? So I'll just keep this just in case he doesn't show up. But that goes, th that's not who he is. That's actually not who he is. Because he says, I'll take care of it. I am provider. That's what I, I want you to, I want you to come to me daily because that's who I am. I provide daily. Numbers 23, verse 19. It's talking about who God is and that he will provide for us. So Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. He, he's not finicky. He's not like, I'll provide for you. Oh, you did that, so now I, now I can't provide for you. Or I don't feel like it today. That's not who he is. And it says, has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried through? No, the answer is no. If he gives you a promise, he follows through. End of story. So what are the promises? Psalms 23, we know this, verse one. 
very beginning of Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I, I will not want, why? Because he provides for me. I'm not, I'm not gonna be in need of anything. I don't need to hoard stuff. I can live a life of generosity. In fact, generous living is kingdom living. It's a flow that actually begins to happen. God gives to you, you give out, and it just keeps happening. But when we actually begin to hoard, if you read throughout Proverbs, it talks about this, that when you begin to store up stuff for yourself, it wastes away, it goes away. Because it's opposite of, of, the, of the flow of the kingdom, of the way the kingdom works, it works in generosity. But when you hoard, it stops the flow. So Psalms 23 is a promise. He doesn't lie. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. I, I won't want for anything. Psalms 104 verse 27 says, they all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them and they are richly satisfied. I, God provides for me not just enough, but to be richly satisfied. So God wants us to be dependent on him daily. But most of us want our needs provided for yearly or foreverly, <laughs> right? You're like, no, I'm good, no, come on. How many people have said this? If I ever won the lottery, right? And then we have like, I would do this. And, I would do this and God don't worry about it. I would tithe, I would give, you know, I'd tithe to the church and they'd be blessed too, like God can't bless his own church. <laughs> um, but we say this, right? Why do we say this? If you really think about it, why are you saying that? Because then I won't have to trust. I won't have to get out, I won't have to worry about this anymore. And this is what, this is the thing, is God saying, why are you worrying about it actually? Because I'm your shepherd, you won't want. I'm the God that provides, I'm Jehovah Jireh. I provide daily what you have need of. And so this prayer that Jesus is telling the disciples, he says, you go daily and you say, give, give us this day what I have need of. This is what I have need of. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna get sidetracked. We're gonna go to Exodus 16. Still talking about manna. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. They're talking about the manna that landed on the ground that God provided for them to eat. And Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One Omar for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. I'm gonna explain this in a second. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over. And he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. Okay, so what he's saying is there were some people that had members of their family, 10 people in their household, and some had three people in their household. So obviously the people that were gathering for three people in their household was a smaller amount. And the people who were gathering for 10 was a larger amount because he had allotted a certain amount to each household, to each person in each household. And he's saying, it doesn't matter if some only grabbed enough for three and some for 10, everyone was supplied for exactly what they had need of. 
And so this is the interesting thing is for you and your household, every morning you can pray for everything that your family or your sphere of influence has need of. They don't have to just live in your house. Cliff, your whole family, what do they have need of? They have need of, they have need of, um, I don't know, money for schooling, money for medical bills, I don't know, money for, <laughs> I don't think you have medical bills, I'm not sure, we live in Canada, I don't know what I'm, but like, <laughs> whatever they have need of, they need gas for their car, they're believing God for something, you can stand and say, God, give us this day, because me and my household, give us this day our daily bread. If you own businesses, same thing. It's not just you and your immediate family, it's the people that you write checks to. God provide for them as well because they're in my sphere of influence. I was studying this and I thought, how cool, because my sphere of influence, I can stand and say, give us this day our daily bread for me in this church. These people provide for their needs too, God. It's my sphere of influence. Is it? Uh, speaking of family, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, there was a time that there was people in my family, didn't live in my house, but in my family, and they, I just was like, they need to get away. They need a trip. They need to just get away. And, and I asked God for it. I said, God, I don't have the money to do it, but I, I, I need you to provide for them a trip. And nobody come up asking for me to pray for their trips, okay? <laughs> just... It's like an altar call, yes. <laughs> I'll be in the altar call, okay? <laughs> um, but I prayed for their trip. And I just like, God, I just knew. It's like, a God, I just provide a trip for them, a place to get away. And it wasn't a couple of days later that I got an email from someone that said, hey, I would like to provide and get some people together a trip for your family. Not my family, but the people I was praying for. And I was like, wow. God, give us this day our daily bread. God, they're in need of this. You can pray for that. How cool is that? So then they went on a trip and, and learned that it was, it was an integral, it was an important trip for them to be able to get away. You can ask for this. Here's a promise. Philippians 4.19. This is a promise. And remember we read that he doesn't lie. If he says a promise, he doesn't go back on his word. He does not change his mind. This is the promise. Are you ready? Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He will supply it. The end. I'm waking up tomorrow morning and I'm saying, God, give, give me this day my daily bread. Okay. So not only is this verse, it, it, it's dual, it's physical and it's spiritual. Because in the Bible, the word bread refers to physical needs, but it also is spiritual. It refers to spiritual things as well because Jesus is referred to as the bread of life, okay? So John 6, 32 says, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. So not only is give us this day our daily bread referring to my physical needs, it's referring to my spiritual needs as well. Matthew 4.4. 4. 
But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That verse is referring to Deuteronomy 8.3 that says, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so this verse is so important because it's, it says you need both. You were designed to eat daily. You were. You were designed to, be, to, to feed yourself with bread, not bread. I mean, like, if you're gluten-free or something. But <laughs> you were designed to eat daily just as you were designed to be fed spiritually daily. You can't live on yesterday's bread. We've heard that, right? You can't live on yesterday's bread. You need a new word every single day. So not only when you come to pray, give us this day our daily bread, are you praying for your physical needs? You are saying, God, I need a word from heaven today. I need a word from you today. And he supplies a daily word for you. So when you come and sit and you talk to your father, you recognize that that day, this day, tomorrow, the next day, he has a new word for you to speak to you. Whether it's reading your Bible, whether it's while you're praying, he speaks to you. However it is, you can trust and know that my father is providing for me daily a spiritual word today. This is so important. Um, Second Timothy uh, verse three says, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead as the end approaches. In the New Living Translation, it says, you should know this, Timothy, that the last days there will be difficult times. He says, don't be naive about it. Don't put on rose-colored glasses. There are times coming, and I think we're in some of those times. I think there's more to come. But there are times that you need to know that you go and you sit with your Father, and for that day, He has a word for you a word of wisdom, maybe a warning word, whatever it is, he has a word for you to hold on to to get you through that day. To be overcomers, to be victorious, a word. I think that's so exciting. I do. I I think it's absolutely exciting. It reminded me of, and I know I've probably said this to a few of you before, but you know, a lot of us live in anxiety and worry and stress but I think that if, if we recognize that, wait, if I, I'm in stress right now, I'm, I'm in worry right now, I need to take a minute and recognize that my Father provides for me naturally, but also He has a word for me, a word of wisdom, a word of understanding, a word to hold on to for this day. But I don't need to live in worry. When you read Matthew 6, and Jesus is talking about the Lord's Prayer, if you go same chapter he then says so guys don't worry that's what he says end of the chapter so guys don't worry don't worry about it the father knows don't worry so I was I was thinking about this and this is something that happened to me I was I've been pastoring for five years I can't believe it in February it's crazy thank you and So I think, I don't know if it would have been like three years in or four years in. I'm going to make myself sound better and we'll say three years in. And what would happen is I, you know, new to preaching, preaching every Sunday. And I'm like, I would just get into a panic when it came to um, what I was going to preach. 
And I'd be seeking God and like sometimes I already knew and other times I'd come to like the day to prepare and I would be so stressed out. <laughs> it's like, oh, what if I don't have a word? And I don't, you know. And finally I'd get a word and then I would preach it and I was so thankful. Thank you, God, for giving me a word, you know. And I would preach it and then I'd come off the stage and immediately go into panic. What am I going to preach next week? <laughs> what if I don't get a word next week? I probably did that for three years. I'm not kidding you. And one day God said to me, how many years have you been pastoring? And I'm like, three? Which one, which Sunday did I not show up and give you a word? Which out of those, which, when did it happen? Oh, never. That's right, never. You will always have a word. And that's not just because I'm the pastor. It's because he gives daily what we need. I don't need to freak out on Monday what I'm going to preach on Sunday because when the time comes that, he, that, I, that he's going to give me the word, he will give me the word. I can relax. Because he will give me daily what I need. He will give you daily what you need. You don't need to worry. Isn't that good? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Father, I just pray right now over every single person here. And, Father, we just, we shake off worry. We shake off this need to provide for ourselves and take care of ourselves. And, Father, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you seal right now within us the word that says you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God that provides. I do not need to worry about a thing because you are a good Father who takes care of your children. You take care of us well. You are the God of more than enough. And so, Father, I thank you that you provide not only for us physically, but you provide for us spiritually everything that we have need of. Holy Spirit, keep this in our remembrance as we go about our days and we go about our weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 11.08. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Adam. You can come on up. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.